You know, that's a little slow for lesbians. I know. I just, <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know, lesbians would have moved in in two weeks. You know I, what I mean? Y'all took y'all time. <laughs> I did. I was not in a rush. Um, I didn't even want to be in a relationship. I was just coming out of something and I was trying to find myself. And I just, I was like, I'm not with it. But she kept being so persistent. And it was just like, it was, it was a good persistent. It wasn't like... You know, yeah, I wasn't begging. You no, know, she wasn't begging. <laughs> I ain't thirsty now. I ain't young. You cute, but what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Quirly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined by some special guests today. We got Jazz and T in the building. We got some, some content creators with us today, y'all. Y'all tell the people about yourselves. Well, I'm Jazz. And I'm T. And we are, I would say, nano content creators. We just got started. We're less than a year into it. We are on Instagram, uh, YouTube, and a little bit on TikTok, trying to explore that a little bit more. So we're just getting our feet wet right now so we got a lot more to learn but we appreciate it yeah we just basically just thought we realized that we have a really good thing and we have family and friends is like you know I love how you guys love each other and we just seem like people just love this so we were just like you know let's just try just being ourselves and putting ourselves out there and it just people just love it it's 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 crazy but I think why I think the reason they love is because we're so genuine and we're just ourselves you know we're not trying to be anything but jazz and tea yeah we're just trying to remain true to ourselves but just sharing our story yeah for sure yeah so did you did you um how'd you get start content creating did you create a channel or create an instagram page or were you just sharing each other on your personal pages how did Uh, it get started well it started with the first youtube video was when i proposed i asked her to be my girlfriend so i thought it was a special moment something i never did i went like above and beyond so I was like let me just capture this moment and from that video it kind of like stick it stuck with the with everyone and Mm -hmm. it just it just went up from there Mm -hmm. so I started with the proposal asking her to be my girlfriend and for me I think I kind of manifested this because um I remember just praying to God asking him to allow me to live a creative lifestyle I felt like I really lacked in a creative part of my life and I was just begging and asking like you know show me the way like I want to know what it is and YouTube ended up being my creative platform it ended up being my way so I didn't question it I knew where it came from because I asked for it so I just I just went with it went with it (laughs) nice so before the 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 proposal video for for her um her to be a girlfriend how'd y'all meet oh she slid in my dms (laughs) (laughs) that's not really how it happened but I guess I I just like the photo like I hearted a photo and I guess she considered that slotted in her dms but I just like what I saw and then um we just kept just sending heart eyes for like about a week it was like back and forth heart heart, but then she initiated some some conversations yeah and then I was like okay I guess she interested and I went with it (laughs) what you say 
what did I say? You said something about my foot. I was on the beach and we were talking about, we were trying to figure out how close we were in proximity. So I was trying to say that I was in um, Fort Lauderdale. Like I was literally right around the corner from her and she had posted like a rooftop. Yeah. And I was telling her that I was just in that spot. And then from there it was like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all meet up that day? No, no. we did not. She actually. was on another date. Ah, I actually was dating. She was like, actually, I'm with this other little joint right now. So right. I yeah. got some time next weekend for you if you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it didn't even happen. Uh, I didn't even think we were gonna um hang out, but she was so persistent and I was just like, Okay, like I'm dating, so let's just see. So how long after that, after y'all realized y'all was around the corner, did y'all actually meet up? I would say it was a good month. About a month, yeah. So and then y'all talked in between this, just yeah. getting to know each other, yeah. texting on the phone, and then right. like a then month. I had to make sure she wasn't catfish. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah. waste my time. Yeah, <laughs> so. she was ready to meet. So a month, month after that, yeah. then it was the first date. Y'all was like, okay, this is this is lit, or, yeah, or was it? Uh, uh, we went. I love tacos, so I um, I told her to meet me at my favorite taco spot, Ruffles Tacos. Um, and we just connected. We literally stayed out there for hours. Got tacos, got drinks, got ice cream, walked to the beach. It was literally like a full day. And yeah. I canceled all my plans that I had in the afternoon. I was like, nah, yeah. we chilling. And we didn't even want to leave after that. I was like, oh, wow, this is nice. Yep. And ever since we've been like, like this. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> so how long after that did the, the proposal video for her to be your girlfriend come? Uh, about six months. Yeah, about six yeah. months. So it was a kind of a courtship, six months. He was like, all right, I think I'm going to ask her. We had to get some things situated, make sure it's <laughs> move for us. And... Yeah, yeah, because we were, we were... We had to get more serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a little slow for lesbians. I know. I was not... <laughs> <laughs> no, lesbians would have moved in in two weeks, you know what I, I mean? Right. Y'all took y'all time. <laughs> I did. I was not in a rush. Um, I didn't even want to be in a relationship. I was just coming out of something, and I was trying to find myself, and I just... I was like, I'm not with it, but she kept being so persistent. And it was just like, it was, it was a good persistent. It wasn't like, you know, yeah, I wasn't was, begging. No, she wasn't begging. <laughs> I ain't thirsty now. I ain't, you know, right. you cute, but. <laughs> nice, nice. That's dope though. I mean, that, that self-awareness that like using something else, you're like, yo, I, I need a little time, but you cute though. But like, I just need you yeah. to like relax a little bit. And I also wanted to do things like the proper way. I had so many felt relationships where I don't think I took my time in the beginning, you know, the lesbian thing. So I wanted yeah. to go through talking, getting to know someone, and then actually thinking to myself, is this the right move for me next? So I just wanted to take my time. To, so that's what I did for me in my head. Yeah. So, same thing. Yeah. That's dope. So describe, set the scene for me. So this, this girlfriend proposal, what, 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 what happened? <laughs> All right. So. I got a hotel uh, for a few nights. My best friend helped me redecorate it. A few uh, nights. She got money, money. She said, not one night, a few nights. Okay, be clear, a few nights. All right. She, she knew I was going to say yes. That's what that meant. <laughs> I wanted to get the extra time. We're going to uh, need some time. Exactly. She loves the beach, so I wanted to do something uh, around the beach. So I got an oceanfront room, uh, decorated the hotel, flowers, a couple bouquets, had our pictures hanging up. Just set the mood, the candles, the music. I took her out for dinner. She bought the dress, the shoes. She picked out the outfit. Yeah. I, I brought her whole dress and everything. And I put it in a box. It's a keepsake box. 
and I gave it to her when I went to pick her up. She had no idea. I just told her we were going out on a date. So when she saw the box and the dress, I would assume you probably knew like, oh, oh shit, this is getting real. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I kind of figured it. I kind of figured she was going to ask me to be her girlfriend. So we went out to dinner on the beach and then we went up to the room and we had our moment together. And we, I just, you know, just wanted to express myself to her. And I was nervous as hell, but I did it. I pulled it off and she said yes. And yeah. that, that was it. I, I've never had anything like that, like never. So that was that was game changing. She definitely stood out. What was you thinking when she did this? Because I mean, my first thought is like, so how you find her dress size? Oh, she knew. She 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 yeah, listened. I, she I paid listened. attention. To I wrote detail. down a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like shoe size, her her dress, and it was something. That, oh, I brought her robes for when she does her makeup because you know, girls. So I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I thought about everything leading up to that. She's moment. very calculated. Her moves are very calculated. Yeah, like, a few steps she don't do time. things prematurely. That's me, but she's very calculated. <laughs> but um, I was just like, when she asked me, I just was like, I just didn't know. Like, I was like, wow. Like, it's so many emotions came over me and I just really appreciate it. It was just a gentle, it was just gentle. It was something that was so soft about it that just made me feel so safe. And I was like, wow, like, anyone who puts the time to do this really cares about you like they really trying to mess with you so I'm like all right and that's when I kind of opened up and I was just like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because you know she took the initiative to take the time and plan this and I've never had that never so yeah I was like I didn't give all these other people a chance and they ain't even come as close so I might as well give her a chance and I'm happy I did because Look where we are now. That's right. You know? <laughs> was, yes, yes. Day, but I'm glad it went well. So yeah, yeah for sure. Take notes, y'all. Take notes. Go all, right. all out. Do the thing. I'm telling you, y'all, you got to do the thing from the beginning. And what's crazy about it is she's still the same from day one. Like nothing has changed. And you know, I I almost was looking for something to happen. You know, because you get so used to things just not working out and people being fake. And it was to a point where I was just trying to just call her bluff. And to this day, I still can't call her bluff. Like, and I just, I just stopped. I was like, I'm just going to go with this because this is right. So, Yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> it's the consistency for me. <laughs> so now your influencers, um, your relationship is your influence. So how do you keep that pureness of your love and your relationship while also being content creators and bringing the camera on dates and setting it up right to get the right angle and you know but keeping the genuine moments how do you how do you do that (laughs) all right so I'm a planner I plan everything down to the T so um I like things to be as genuine as possible but I like to have a plan you know ahead I like to plan ahead basically so Taking us, you know, I want you, I wanted everyone to come with us on our dates, uh, just when we sit in the house. And it's not easy trying to enjoy the moment because I'm the cameraman, I edit, I do all the behind the scenes, I do all that stuff. So it's not easy trying to get footage for YouTube, then get footage for Instagram, and then enjoy the date, and then try to eat. It's, it's a lot that goes into it, and then come mm-hmm. home and edit, and then go back to my nine to five. So it's, it's, it's full time for me. It's not easy, but I love it. And uh, it brought my creative side. So I'm enjoying it right now. It bothers me at times. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. 
because sometimes I'm like, okay, Jazz, like, can we, like, yeah. can we just live in a moment? Or like, if she's recording, I respect her creative side and I let her do her thing. But like, when it comes to like me helping her, she's like, can you get this? Can you get that? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just enjoying the moment. Like, get out of here. But when I see it all come together, I appreciate that she's like that. Because leave it up to me, we won't have no content. <laughs> <laughs> We need like everybody needs somebody like her. It's like, a balance. She's, yeah, right? she she definitely balanced me out because I'm I get in my moods and I'm like I don't want to do it. I'm just not going to do it. But she pushes me and she helps me to realize like okay we can do both right. and we we try. But I do have to take mental breaks. I do. And it's nothing wrong. I think that's the balance for me. I'm always like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And for her, it's like, turn off the camera. Let's enjoy this moment. Let's yes. eat this ice cream together and talk about our day. So it's good for me to, okay, you're right. Shut the camera off, you know? So yeah. it's that balance, but we're still learning. We're still new at this. So it's taking time, but we're learning. And then we have to incorporate our nine to five. That's a whole nother story. So. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Man, the grind is real. Yeah. Uh, who influences you in this space? Uh, couple wise, um, whoever. I'm definitely gonna go my. I don't. I don't want. All right, they like my face. I ain't gonna lie, but um, don't beat me up, y'all. But um, Shay and Sharice has definitely been um my inspiration. I found out about them through her. I just love their whole entire relationship. They the homies. Yeah, they was on here. Did y'all see their episode? What up? It's your host, Ashley, and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask, are you following us? Have you downloaded the podcast? Are you subscribed to us on YouTube? If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms, Queerly Black. I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. Peace. No. I think the title is a TikTok love story. Oh, yeah. A yes, couple good. months ago. You got a TikTok love story. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah, it's just the healthiness for me. Like, they embody what a healthy relationship is. So they're definitely- As um, a couple, I would say As a couple, one of them. And then who did you, who else do you be watching? Um, I can't name them all. But for me, I definitely watch, I tune into Shanshuri's. That's really, and that's from day one, from Mm -hmm. day, day one. I've been- Yeah, I've been watching them. I think- um, yeah, I've been watching them since like their second video. The first video I saw of theirs was how they met. Yeah, how they met. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then when they were they were consistent every single, every single day. Never day. seen so that. That's hard. That, no. So now yeah. doing it myself, like filming and editing and trying to get a video up. Now I give kudos and credit to them. Yeah, I don't know how they did it <laughs> every single day. That's a yeah. lot. Videos at least twice a week. <laughs> I think that's enough. The only other person I'd seen that was that consistent as a content creator uh, was DDG oh, that, I, that I followed back in the day. And he was like super ultra consistent with the YouTube, like every single day he was posting. But then obviously he's a musician and does that whole thing now. So um, nice. All right, let's go back a little bit. So we got to go back to the to the to the coming out stories. You know, we we on Quirly Black. We got to get that story. Um, so. How did you first, both of you, in, encounter your sexuality? Was those was the first moment you knew, like, okay, I like the shorties? Um, I'll go first. Um, always a tomboy. I played basketball for 15-plus years, so I probably knew I, I was into females. I was in elementary school. I always thought women were beautiful. You know, not in a sexual way. I just thought women were beautiful. And then as I grew up, it fell into that. But 
you know, playing basketball, that's a stereotype anyway. So you're surrounded by girls all the time. <laughs> so you're influenced mm-hmm. by a lot of things. And I played for, you know, AAUs and travel teams and it was always older girls. So the things that I saw and, you know, so it, it was, it was fun times, but that's, that's, that's how I know. Um, for me, as weird as this may sound, Uh-oh. it was the beauty in my mom. Like to me, my mom was the first woman that I like had a bond with and I realized her beauty early on. I just thought I was just so fascinated with my mom, like everything about her, her grace, her beauty, you know, how she carried herself, everything. And I just always admire her. And it wasn't obviously like sexual, you know, because it was my mom. But I just started looking and seeing other women that reminded me of her and not necessarily just her looks, but like how she carried herself. It was just very feminine. Like I just always liked that feminine nurturing energy and I always, always just cling to it. And I remember just seeing little girls in school and I knew I liked them, but I didn't know what it meant to like them. Like I didn't know if it was something other than just like or did I just like their hair or what they were wearing I didn't know until um high school is when I really again I was on a basketball team too and I that's when I first found out what a stud was or even looked like and then I was like oh my god I was in heaven I was like, <laughs> I was like this is it like this is it Nice. So then uh, when did you guys both come out? Um, I came out in high school. I came out to my mom and she was just brushed it off like it's just a phase. She was just like, yeah. okay, it's just a phase. Didn't give me no problems. Didn't treat me differently. Loved me the same. Swore up and down it was the phase. And then she also made a comment like, I knew you were going to be gay because you're the only one that latched. <laughs> like, and you wouldn't get off. And I was like, what? She was like, I just knew it. But then at the same time, she was saying it was you a took, You took the boob real well. Okay. <laughs> I was the wow, one. this girl, man. Shit. Oh, it was supposed to be, okay? What? Your mom's just wild. <laughs> mom's just crazy. <laughs> to me and yeah she is crazy oh man yeah she she was and also was crazy in high school my best friends at the time ended up being gay it's like we all came out around the same time so it was no coincidence to me that we were best friends you know what I mean I'm like the gay energy is just surrounding me here um for me I would say high school uh, but my family friends knew but actually to speak on it and be comfortable and bring people out say high school going into college you know, college days and in Miami, it's a total different ball game. Goes <laughs> to everything, so it was, it was it was good times. But I would say high school, college days. Yeah, yeah definitely. Nice. Did you always have the confidence to just be yourself? Did you always feel like um, you couldn't share that part of you, or what, what was that? What was the journey of kind of becoming your like being confident in your sexuality? Um, for me, it wasn't easy. I don't know if you can speak for yourself. Uh, I grew up in a church, Kojic uh, child. So uh, growing up in church, choir, dance rehearsal, being in church three to four times a week, um, just expected something else as far from my parents and my grandparents and stuff like that. But they love me who I am. And I appreciate that. It, are they, you know, happy-go-lucky hugging me all the time? No, but they just uh, respect me and they appreciate And I appreciate that for them, so. Yeah, it's not easy growing up, you know, Church of God <laughs> and being, you know, queer. It's not easy, but yeah, yeah for sure. I think I experienced. Um... What up? 
It's your host, Ashley, and I'm interrupting this podcast to ask, are you following us? Have you downloaded the podcast? Are you subscribed to us on YouTube? If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms, Queerly Black. I'm going to let y'all get back to the show. Peace. Um, more, what's the right word? Like, more problems um, outside of my home. I feel like I was accepted at home, but when it came to um, just my friends, you know, other than my best friends, like people in school or even me, I was a Koja girl growing up in church and just having those people in the church that I cared about and loved so much. I was almost like a mentor. Like they just didn't agree. Like some of the closest people to me and then like aunts and family, like, you know, outside of my immediate is where I experienced a lot. But, and then also like just making friends was kind of hard because women just automatically, oh, you're gay. So you want me. And it's like, no girl I ain't looking at that I want the one with the sagging shorts like that's the one you know what I mean like I ain't looking at you like that right 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 but um yeah I had a lot of that and then just like a lot of guys were were mean you know guy friends were mean and just would say you know nasty things but other than that I felt pretty safe and secure at home I was accepted at home so that's where it really matters yeah for sure how important do you feel like it is like when you see um people like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union embracing their daughter the way that they are? I think it's important just just because you know growing up like I said it was difficult on my end and not accepted as much so seeing someone being accepted at a young age is is heartwarming for me and it's more appreciative for me for, for me so I I love it. I love what they're doing. It's definitely a good feeling. It just shows how much change, you know, has happened so far, how much we've grown and how much people are more accepting. Um, And I feel like allowing a child to be themselves is extremely important. It's so important. And letting the world know that you stand by your kid, it helps other people because I know for a fact there's kids out here and there's parents who are struggling because we can't always blame the parents because if you're not equipped and they don't give you the tools to prepare for it, it could be hard. Cause I can't say that it might not be hard for me. You know what I mean? It could be hard to accept the fact, but just having like someone um, on their caliber, like, you know, Dwayne Wade and Gab, like it's a representation and like people could feel more comfortable knowing that they're dealing with it in their household. They may not have friends that they can see, talk about it with, but seeing them on a public platform can be, um, you know, very helpful in, in the homes out here in our community. And to piggyback what you said, uh, uh, public, um, I think it's important because a lot of people don't get that and they want that. Mm-hmm. And to be in a public eye at such a higher platform, it's, it's so welcoming and it's so encouraging for those that, that really don't have that as of yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm all for it. Definitely. I think it's super important. I, I think it's particularly important for um, for a black man to be oh, yeah. standing up for for his, for a child, I think that's a, a image that we don't see as much. Mm-hmm. Usually, you you know you got the mom kind of in the background, like it's okay, right. baby, and yeah. then you you know the dad is like no, you know out outright, but the mom's like in the background, kind of like it's all right. So I think it's it's just very good to see you know a black man in particular, you know standing up and accepting. Um, their child in that way so that's great um two more questions for both of you if you had a theme song for your life what would it be uh 
Love you it. got faith. Uh, for me, it'd be uh, Burner Boy. He has this, uh, one of his latest tracks is More Life. Just because of what's going on right now in the world, um, I just have more of appreciation, not that I did before, but it's, I have more appreciation just to wake up, go get right. gas, go to the grocery store, go to work, and then still come home and be safe. It's a reason to celebrate on my end. So, and I'm just hungry. I'm in my hunger season right now to just do better and be better as a person. So, and that's on an influence level and on my corporate level. So just more life, man. Good stuff. <laughs> that's dope. Sure. That's dope. Um, for me, I think my theme song would be Free. I believe it's by Perry Jones. Um, within this past year, I have learned a lot of things about myself. I've learned to set boundaries. Um, I've learned my place in life, who I am as a girlfriend, who I am as a, a sister, as a daughter. Um, so I'm finally more free and comfortable with being myself. And it was a long journey. But I'm here now and I'm still I'm still working on it. But I think that that song definitely does something to me and I can definitely relate, especially at this time in my life right now. It's just like being unapologetically me. Dope. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, awesome. One last question is, if you had advice for someone who might be going through their own journey, what would it be? Um, I would say to choose happiness. Like it's not easy being in the in the queer world, but you have to choose happiness in a safe way, of course. But just be yourself and choose happiness. That's what I would say, and yeah. be an encouragement to others. Others, you know, others around you, alike or not, are going through something similar. So you just have to be an encouragement, and that way we can, you know, help our community because that's what we are—just a big community. So mm -hmm. be and encouraging. I would say, I would say go where the love love is. Wherever you are most loved is where you need to be. Those are the people that you need to be around and focus on figuring out who you are. We have to remember that being gay, queer, is just a part of us. It's a piece of us. There's so many more pieces to us. So if you are at a position where you can't understand that part of your life yet, it's okay. Focus on the other things and the things that you can understand. And it'll all come together. And you'll all see like everything is meant to be together, like it's meant to work and it makes you who you are. So I would definitely say get in line with yourself, love on yourself, don't be hard on yourself. Forgive yourself, forgive those around you, and just be unapologetically you, how, whatever that consists of, whatever that may be. Love that. Love that. That's mm -hmm. great. Well, tell the people where they can find you. Go ahead. Spill it. You can find <laughs> us. Our Instagram is jazznt. You can definitely click that link in the bio, but all our names across the platform is the same. So YouTube, jazznt. We're trying to get to 10K subscribers, y'all. So go ahead, hit that subscribe Please. button. Please, please, please. And we get um, back on TikTok. We're trying to revamp that. TikTok a little hard. It's I ain't not gonna easy. lie. <laughs> it's not it, easy. It's a little hard. But yeah, you guys can definitely just type in Jazz and T on any um, platform and we will we should come right up right. at this point. Yeah. We will appreciate the support. Yeah. Absolutely. No, well, thank y'all so much for coming on, sharing yeah. your story, let, letting us get a little bit in your business. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Jazz and T. Y'all go follow Queerly Black on YouTube, podcast platforms, on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and all that. Listen, y'all, I'm a little bit older. All right. So, we're <laughs> okay. really doing all that. You know what I mean? Instagram, YouTube, podcast, Queerly Black. <laughs> um, but y'all already know it's another episode of the Quilly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. <laughs>